0: Hello everyone, this is Pastor Andrew Pham and this is episode 2 of the Spiritual Leadership Podcast with me. And uh, last week we saw um, the spiritual reasons for fasting. You know, what's the purpose of fasting and why we should fast and if we should fast. And we learned that we should all be fasting and it should be a regular thing for every single Christian to be doing in their spiritual life and spiritual disciplines. And we'll let the biblical foundations of it. This week, we will go through how to safely do the so, um, um, different ways to do it, as well as, yeah, just parameters around it. So, you know, what should we fast? How should we fast? How long should we fast? Those types of questions. And I'll go through some anecdotes as well um, about some results of fasting. So first and foremost, we'll go through the types of fasting. I mentioned before um, that fasting is not a diet. In fact, it's much more of a spiritual discipline that our, our forefathers in the faith used to do quite often. Um, and most situations, it's around food. And, but sometimes food is not appropriate for health reasons. Let it be you have diabetes, for instance, or if you have um, yeah some medical uh, conditions with, with weight or things like that, or if you have a highly physically exertive work fasting food may not be appropriate. And so what are other things that you could fast? And we see it in the Bible that in 1 Corinthians, um, it talks about you can fast from sex. Um, in, in, in Daniel 6, it talks about how you can fast from entertainment. And so it's anything that takes up a lot of your time that if you give up, that is which is good, as, as John Piper says, that it would yeah bring you closer to God by giving up that time that you rely on. For instance, it could be a sport. That you would like to fast because it's kind of taking a lot of and occupying a lot of your headspace. It could be a hobby, um, like gaming, for instance. I love gaming, so if I was to fast gaming, it would be difficult for me. It could be like uh, I believe uh, one one person in in the New Testament they gave up talking. Um, you know, they fasted talking. You could fast uh, sex. You could fast social media. You could fast entertainment. You could fast TV. You can fast. Um, a social life, or in you know, a, a, a big social life. You could you could fast a smartphone. You can fast alcohol. You could fast sweets and drinks. Anything that has a inf- too much influence over you and your time, and in particular your heart, um, should be fasting. And let me say that uh, you should pray about it. Seek God. Maybe He'll give you an answer. What you should pray uh, fast for. Um. Most of the fasts I have done have been food, and it's probably the one I would recommend outside of health reasons. Um, And so, but either way, whatever you decide to fast, it is is fasting so that you could pray more, see God more, and get rid of influences over your life so that you could have a stronger need for Jesus um, in terms of prayer and intimacy. So, what are some parameters around fasting? So, there are several types of ways to fast. And I'm using uh, Donald Whitney's framework once again. It's it's a great book. So, I, I, once again, I'm going to recommend that. And it's in the, the show notes. Um, and so, he outlines a f- a various ways. First and foremost, um, the, there is a normal fast, which means abstaining from all food, but not water. And we see this in um, Matthew 4. Uh, 1 to 11 um, it says this after 40 days of fasting and 40 nights he was hungry. so there's no mention of I guess w- not drinking um, and it's basically physically impossible for men to go a few days without fasting. So we're assuming that Jesus um, didn't drink water uh, he drank water sorry um, and he fasted from food. Even 40 days without food is quite a intense fast and and usually that would not be recommended. Um, so, a normal fast is to fast without food completely, and uh, uh, but with water. There's a partial fast, which is the fast that um, I usually do. Um, it's not the same as, as a full fast. Um, it's a partial fast as the word partial. Um, and it's usually refraining from certain foods. For instance, in Daniel 1, we see his friend him and his friends that only eat vegetables and water. Um, in Daniel 10... Um, he also um, fasts uh, 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 certain foods. Um, in, in this case, it's sweets and food and, and alcohol. Um, and so it could also mean, yeah, just going without food for a certain time. For instance, the fast I have done, and what I'm encouraging our church should do at CACV is to fast from nine to five. No food, just liquids. This is what we call a partial fast. Um, yeah, it's, it's partial of the normal fast, which would be to fast all food, um, and only drink water. There is also um, um, something called an absolute fast. And that is a complete fast from liquid and food. So this is quite extreme. And we see this in Esther um, 10. And Esther orders all the Jews to fast for four, uh, three full days from water and food. So that's that, that is probably the maximum a human can go without water. Um, And as a result from this fasting, the Jews are spared from this evil plan of of Hammond's um, who wanted to tear down the Jews, in particular Mordecai, his mortal enemy. And so this is what we call an absolute fast. And it's usually for a limited time and in this particular case, three days. And I know, for instance, if you read um, uh, uh, Yong Yi Cho's book on fasting, he does this quite regularly. He, he would do an absolute fast for three days and miracles just happen. And so uh, his book is also in the show notes and it's called Prayer, The Key to Revival um, by Yongi Cho. And he's got a really big section of fasting too, which I've taken some of his material as well. So supernatural fasting um, is another style of fasting. And this is, as the term says, supernatural fasting. This is when you absolutely fast for 40 days. From food and water, and it only happens twice in the entire Bible. And we see this in Moses on Mount Sinai. He fasts for full forty days and water in Deuteronomy nine nine, as he um, you know is is going to get the commandments and and write them down. And we also see Elijah in the exact same place do the same things in Kings nineteen eight. This is not recommended and typically um, not replicable. Like you can't do that. Like you'll literally probably die. Unless it's a supernatural divine prompting and calling. Unless you are so sure this is what God wants you to do, it's a supernatural fast because it takes supernatural means for God to sustain you. And it's not recommended. Other things, um, styles of fasting is uh, to do it privately as we see in Matthew 6, which was read out in the previous podcast, that we are to Fast in private. There's also congregational fasting, as we see in Acts 13, when the Antioch church were praying and fasting together to hear the Holy Spirit, and they set out Paul and Barnabas. Um, but there's also a national fast for a certain people group um, in Esther 10, and we also see that in Nehemiah 9, 11, when the Jews are also fast. So there are private fast, congregational fast, and I'm asking my church right now to do a congregational fast, and hopefully that will help them do a private fast. Um, In terms of frequency, um, there are regular fasts and occasional fasts. So in the Old Testament, the Jews would have a regular fast, which would happen in the Day of Atonement. And we see this in Leviticus 16, 29 and 31, where uh, each time the Day of Atonement comes, uh, the Jews are called to do a national fast together for it. Um, And there are also occasional fasts, which um, happens a lot more regularly in the Bible. And this is just on certain occasions for certain reasons. It would be grieving Um, Let it be repenting. Let it be uh, for a certain situation, seeking deliverance from enemies, for protection, for wisdom and guidance. These are occasional fasts. And most of the time, um, I'm encouraging people to do occasional fasts when they feel prompted by the Holy Spirit and by God to do it, to seek Him for further intimacy and, and for spiritual purposes. In terms of time limit, fasting should definitely be a set time. Um, and there are varying, varying times in the Bible, anywhere from f- one day to 40 days. For instance, in Nehemiah 9, the Jews fast for one day. In Daniel 6, 18 to 24, the king fasts for one night. In Esther 4, 16, when Esther asked the, uh, the, the Jews to fast, it's three days. Um, there's another fast in Samuel uh, 1, Samuel 31, for seven days. In Acts 27, 33-34, it's a 14-day fast. There's also a 21-day fast by Daniel in, in chapter 10. And there's a 40-day fast by Jesus himself in Matthew 4, by Moses and Elijah. there And there are unspecified times in the Bible of fasting. And so, what I'm trying to say is that fasting should be appropriate for your situation. And, um, you know, I guess your experience with it too. So the fast that I'm asking congregationally for our church to do is 40 days, but I've also understand that that might be extreme for some people. So they're allowed to join us for portions of it. I choose 40 days because I just think it's a it's a big sacrifice, and it really, really just tunes you in to the spirit of God, and and you can hear. And um, anecdotally, like personally, usually I've done a 40 day fast, partial fast, nine to five. Twice before. And so our church is going through uh, this, and this will be the third 40 day fast I've done. Um, and usually it's towards two, three weeks that God begins to really like speak, and there's this amazing intimacy with Him, and He begins to work. And so I just like the idea of 40 days. I know it's not something that is um, common, but yeah, something I like. And there should always be a time limit, although I will also say that, pray about it. God will say, hey, fast for three days, fast for seven days, fast for 14 days, fast for 40 days. Whatever it is, pray about it. And it should be appropriate for your situation and circumstance as well. Obviously, um, anyone can fast, but some may not be able to. And so, obviously, if you have health difficulties, let it be di- diabetics or other uh, health conditions, speak to your GP if fasting food is appropriate for you. If it's not, then fast something else. Let it be, yeah, sex. Let it be um, entertainment, smartphone, whatever it is. Um, yeah, speak to your GP and get health advice if, if food is a concern for you. And so... You should definitely plan for the fast um, as well and to know your limits, um, but at the same time, pray for it. So common sense starts if this is your first ever fast, you may want to start at three days, for instance, or you may start um, at seven days, for instance. And secondly, you should pray about it and, 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 and get God to lead you to. The bottom line for all these things is that fasting is for spiritual purposes um and spiritual reasons, not because of a diet, not because of a fad, not because, just because. It is because we seek God and want to be intimate with God, and we want to pray His will with urgency and fervor. And now I'm going to go through a time of anecdotes, right? And this is so important. I really believe in testimony and, and, and showing everyone the power of Of fasting, so I mentioned earlier that I fasted for forty days, nine to five, and I've done it twice. Um, And my second fast, I prayed to get set free from my porn addiction. So I prayed, and and I just sought God, and I just felt like I needed to get rid of this habit. I wanted to to be sanctified. I wanted to be pure. So, in terms of purposes, the purpose was to repent of our sin and to resist temptation. And we see that in one of the biblical purposes of fasting. And I didn't even realize what the biblical purpose of fasting at the time was. I just wanted to fast and be holy and sanctified and intimate with God. But every time I watched porn, I just felt so guilty and bad, you know. Although I know I'm forgiven, I just wanted to get rid of that habit. So I fasted for 40 days, 9 to 5, during my time at ANZ when I was a banker. And I prayed and prayed and probably about... I think it was week two or three. God said these words, and I was, and I rem- I'll never ever forget it. I was praying to God during um, my lunchtime and I went into this Catholic church. I went down on my knees, and I and I, I was just praying as I as as I did most days um, during my fast. And this is what God said to me. He said he spoke these words so clearly to me in my inner voice. He said, "Andrew, I'll one day." I'll make you white as snow. That's what God said. One day, I will make you white as snow. And that was my answer to the fast. He said, he promised me, you will get rid of this habit. I'll make you white as snow. And mind you, during this time, I was still a young Christian. And I had never even heard that phrase before. And not long after, I was reading Psalm. And I think it's Psalm 51. And it says, I'll make you white as snow. And it just hit me. I was like, wow, God, you really spoke to me. You really said to me that you would cleanse me of my sin, my bad habit, and and he eventually did. And let me be clear. It took another, I, I can't remember the exact time, I think it was probably another three, four years maybe for me to get rid of that habit completely. Even after praying fasting for 40 days, eventually he would answer that prayer. Eventually. And I believe it's been probably four years now since I've last watched pornography and haven't touched it since. And I got rid of the habit before I was married. And so I really praise God that he answered my my fast and prayer. And he gave me this promise that one day I'd be rid of this. And he did. Another fast that I did when I first became a Christian um, was a two and a half year fast. It was roughly two years and a couple of months. Um, maybe three, four months. And... During that time when I became a Christian, I, I I I came out of this really tough and toxic relationship, and it was just really dramatic. And I just know that I had a really reliance on women to to help me through things, and and I know, and I was scared that if I. Enter into a relationship one. I wouldn't be ready, and two, I would you know I would rely on it to meet my needs, and I just really wanted to worship God and grow in God. So I told God, and I told my mentors and my my people that um, around me that I wanted to fast for two and a half years to not be in a relationship, and my focus was to grow spiritually. And just to focus on God and and, and and for Him to mature me so I can one be a better boyfriend and eventually a better husband, but just to focus on Him. So i fasted relationships for two and a half years. I chose not to go on dates. I chose to not to speak to um you know women of the opposite sex, although I wanted to. Um and I wanted to be in a relationship, I decided to vote that time to Jesus. And I and I can tell you those times are the most fruitful times of my spiritual development. And so these are some anecdotes. And you if you want to hear story after story of fasting, read uh Yi Cho's uh, book on prayer, The Key to Revival, and he'll tell you that his church that people would you know would would go to Prayer Mountain and they would fast and pray and seek God, and afterwards they'll be Walking, although they they might have been walking before, you know, like miracles happen, deliverance happen, protections happen, and obviously it's all according to will of God. So we don't just pray and fast for material things and for for blessing outside of the will of God. We pray for things because we feel prompted and we feel like we need breakthrough. And fasting does so many of those things. Let it be repentance, grieving, um, praying for other people, praying for a certain people group, praying for a situation, praying for your family. So how about you? Will you decide to join me in a fast? Will you start fasting? What is God asking you to do? Where do you need victory in your life? And where do you want to seek that God's kingdom expands? And for our church right now, we're seeking God for spiritual revival, that he will usher in revival to see people um, commit more to Jesus, to see people saved, to see the spiritual um, ground in our church are softened so that the so seeds can be planted. Fasting brings about greater intimacy with Jesus, but also victories and also amazing things that happen as we petition with all our hearts and all our minds and all our soul and all our physical being to God. And sometimes he might not answer straight away and sometimes he does. So would you join me in fasting as well? I really hope this podcast has helped you. If you like uh, this content, please uh, leave a, ra- a, a review and rating. It would mean a lot to me to help get this um, out there. And i um, really praying that you would join me um, in this fast too. So, uh, so peace out and God bless and we'll see you in the next episode. Ciao.